0: SMQBs. This is episode 37. This is our NFL week six recap. And then, more importantly, NHL 2021 2022 season preview. We even bring a Canadian, yes, that's right, alive in the flesh Canuck to talk about hockey this season. We have so many faces to punch. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, no last for this week. But whatever, you'll have fun. Check it out. Enjoy it.
1: The people, from the people on the people my
2: hands The roof dancing on the ceiling On the people I got people on the Dancing on the people I got people People People
3: People people, people Dancing on the people I got
0: Everybody in the booth Can tell myself SMQBs this is episode That's 37 So He's a South African born German. He played hockey because that's what we're going to talk about tonight. He was a goalie. He won the, what's the trophy Paul Miller for the best goalie. That's, that's the one he won that. Um, he has top 30 in career saves, wins games, Montan long No, <laughs> South African-born Germans. Come on, guys. Um, Consider your questioner. I was going to go with Dave Steve. I was sure it was
4: Dave Steve. Yes,
0: Olaf Toby Koelzig. House for the wow. win. Only the goalie. This wow. is episode thirty-seven There's of the yes be SMQB. Better,
3: better thirty-seven than that.
5: Wow. Well, you know what? Actually, a Dave Steve only thirty-seven Blue Jays hockey. Stieb. Only the it goalie. How hockey.
0: many Stanley Cups did only the but, goalie win? No, no, that's not important. Kind of like oh. the, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs in the last 50 <laughs> years. But well, listen, <laughs> House, um, you got it right. And you have one player, House, who is a pillar of the community. He loves Philadelphia. He helped you win a Super Bowl. You have another player who can't hit a free throw, is afraid to play in game seven, won't talk to his teammates, and overall is just a whiny little shit. Which one do you send packing out of town first?
3: Uh, listen, I would love it if Zacherts could play basketball, but unfortunately Ben Simmons is still on our team. It's a disaster. Uh, yeah. It's a total yeah. total disaster. Total but uh, can I ask you th- like our uh, thousands of uh, adoring fans, you just rolled out this guy Paul Miller, who's that? That you Yeah, let's get another yeah, guy.
2: We'll get
0: there. We'll get there. You're talking tonight. Listen, <laughs> it's hockey preview night. We had to bring a Canadian into this because none of us have any fucking clue what we're talking about when it comes to
6: hockey. So, <laughs> wait, hold on, hold you know, Except, yeah, wait, except, hold except on, Milk thinks he
7: does because they won two
6: in a row. I don't, I don't know. I just him. get Stanley Cups. Oh, but hold By on. the time hold we on. get to Milk, he's
0: going to drop off and his cricket wireless is going to go bad anyway. So we had to bring yeah. in someone from Canada who has good
5: internet. That's so right. I have one question. Do you guys do the NFL preview a week into the season?
4: Well, <laughs> it's,
5: again, it's this is the had some, preview. we
4: had some scheduling problems.
7: Yeah,
0: it's been known to happen. Listen, just well, be happy there isn't an HL preview. Okay, we'll be yeah. doing
7: the NBA preview at least a week into the season as well. All right,
5: all right, yeah.
6: By so, the way, it's October and the season ends in June, it's ridiculous.
5: Yeah, oh no, trouble. the season's gonna end in July. July, yeah, the same year
0: round
6: almost, yeah.
5: All right.
0: Well, listen, before we get to hockey, we're going to spend a, a good amount of time on hockey. We are committed to it, hence the Canuck who's up in the upper left hand corner here. Uh, but in the meantime, um, we got a little NFL to talk about. House, take it away on the on NFL. What was this, week six? I stopped paying attention.
3: You know, we, <laughs> yes, you we, week six is done. And we, every time we finish up one of these pods and get ready to hand over the next MVP trophy or the next Super Bowl champion, NFL parody rears its head. And I guess right now the only constant we have in the NFL, of all things, is the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals put the absolute beatdown on the Cleveland Browns. Yes, they're injured. They're minus Nick Chubb. They're now minus Kareem Hunt. They're minus OBJ. Baker Mayfield be hurt, but 30, may be hurt, but 37-14 was an absolute beatdown against a good defense.
4: We have another constant.
7: The Lions. Um,
3: the Lions no, are the another constant on. that we'd rather not use any time on. But that team, <laughs> just give them the number one draft pick and let them destroy him too. But, uh, you know, there were some surprises this week. I know you guys all must have been surprised how the Ravens shut down Justin Herbert. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, well, certainly Rooster was, sure. since
4: he put money Fallon, on them for the Super Bowl.
6: Phelan yeah. was crying.
4: I, they, I couldn't believe it. I really, honestly, I think Lamar Jackson has has become such a better quarterback just in the last two weeks. Right? Remember we were talking about his inconsistency yeah, two so weeks now, ago. Now yeah, he's accuracy. hitting now he's hitting guys in stride and throw I mean it's just amazing how much he's improving.
3: The Chargers the previous week had scored forty seven points against the Browns. One week later they could only put six up against the improving Ravens who are now five and one and are taking control of that division. Yeah. The the Vikings
6: isn't that great
4: Whose defense? Chargers? Ravens defense is not like
6: spectacular. Right,
4: but the Chargers run defense is horrendous. Well, both those
3: teams, I think, will make it to the playoffs, but the Ravens are pretty impressive early on. Uh, The Vikings, this, I think, the most mercurial team of this year, uh, up and down, up and down. They put up 373 yards from Kirk Cousins, three touchdowns. Dalvin Cook, another 140 yards against the top. Rated pass defense in the NFL, beat the Carolina Panthers 34-28. Uh, Pope, I don't know what you have to say about the Cowboys. That game should have never, ever been close. Nope. Um, I think the Patriots are going to be – and I know we're just through week six, but they are improving rapidly. They've really pushed some teams so far. Mac Jones is improving one week after another. I did not know this, that the Cowboys – we're 0-5 versus Belichick, and no win in New England wow. since 1980, 1987. Wow. 1987. But wow. once again, big play from Trevon Diggs, clearly uh, up there again for the defensive rookie of the year. He what could a, be the best
4: cornerback in the league right now. Well, I think arguably he is Yeah, as a rookie, right? Is he a rookie? Second yeah. year. Second
7: year. I mean, he's amazing
4: it's a tough
6: place to play, too. It's still suck. It's, really,
7: it's a really tough place to play. I'm not Dallas surprised has been,
6: that it was close.
7: Dallas has been jinxed by New England at home. And, you know, after Diggs had the pick six, they turned around and got burned on a double move. Now, our safety, who, by the way, got arrested this morning for DWI because he ah. sucks. Oh,
3: now we're back in Dallas. Sorry,
0: yeah, there, go.
7: there we right. go. Cheers, yeah. Right. Yeah, well, now we got it now. Right. In Dallas we know well, I mean, okay. did, did you see the
6: Cowboys? Did you see yeah. the safe?
7: Did you see our safety with his Olay attempt to try to get that ball to knock it down yeah, at least? That
6: was least? not a good play. What that the was a good fuck?
7: Play. So, yeah, the and p- then, but, but you got to hand it to Dak, though. Fourth and four, complete, you know, third and 25. Uh, gets the ball close enough for Zerline to make a tying field goal. I mean, you got to so is it. he hurt or not? Is he hurt I, or not? Yeah, so he's got a strained calf, and he probably would not play this week if they had to play. But they're they're bullish that he'll play against Minnesota next Sunday night.
4: Hey, speaking about mercurial teams, how about the Titans getting losing to the Jets and coming back and thumping? Not thumping, but you know, coming back and beating the Bills. So we have got to give a
3: shout out there to King Henry. Oh, God. God. Oh, Listen yeah. to these
4: stats 143
3: yards, another three touchdowns. And how about this for a stat? Henry scored his 11th career touchdown or 50 yards or more. He's only eclipsed by the following three players in NFL history Adrian Peterson, Barry Sanders, and Jim Brown are the only three running backs I've with heard more of those guys. 50 plus yard touchdowns. He is a beast and right now is on target, just a rush for 20. 200 yards. And he may get there. So did, Paul, did you,
0: a yard is a, a yard is a unit of measurement <laughs> at roughly right. 36.
5: Guys, How many meters Did you yeah, hear I the saying, uh, I was gonna say how many meters is that um, yeah. It's did a you, lot of you, fucking
4: meters Did you hear Only the announcers meters. say that Derrick Henry got up to 22 miles an hour On that run <laughs> Yeah, was amazing. I've I mean for that. a man that size to run that fast That's frightening Anybody volunteer to take him down No would. I'd like to try <laughs> a tackle I'd tackle him from behind but I can't run That fast?
6: (laughs) (laughs) How is there any other team in the NFL that is as dependent on their running back than the Titans? And think about that. Nobody's dependent on their running back. No. No way. No. Too too many. That guy will change the game for the Titans. if if he has a bad game, they lose. When he does what he does last night, they go. So they got really a, when mean, they
4: start calling the right place for them. They, 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 You know, they didn't run them in the first quarter, and look what happened.
3: But uh, let me just say this about our defending Super Bowl champions. Oh, here we so go. So the Bucks, the Philadelphia Eagles, are not a very good team. They've got a lot of holes. They've got a lot of injuries, and they've got a below-average quarterback. The fact that you needed a referee to call a <laughs> bullshit taunting. Oh, it's the rough. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The game is 28-22. The Bucks have the ball on their own 20, first and 10. They run left to Fournette. He gets out of bounds for a two-yard loss. And our linebacker gets up in Fournette's face and says, I tackled you. And the flag goes up. and everybody is that what he said, says, I tackled I you? Whatever he said, it doesn't matter. It's, you cannot call that penalty at that point in time. And the fact is that that first down and running out the clock prevented a massive embarrassment. Dallas, Philadelphia, New England all could have and should have beat the defending Super Bowl champions. You've got didn't. problems, Milk. You've got problems.
6: Well, of course we have problems. Have you seen our secondary? Richard Sherman's hurt. We don't have anybody. But We're the record isn't one Richard of them. Sherman.
4: They're 5-1. and, one. and A win way, is a win. win is a win.
6: Screw the fucking Eagles for going for two and screwing yeah. all of us out of a game. Yeah, yeah. Cost Cost money.
4: Money. The Motherfucker. that's yeah. the story oh, 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 oh. of the And, game. and what, about, what about Tom Brady for taking a knee when he could have thrown
3: a oh, touchdown? Oh, gosh. I get that,
2: but going Bastard. for two when
3: you're down by eight? <laughs> Hold <laughs> what, 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 on what a what second. You? Where's the Yeah, what was that? Team? The production team is going to play back, you guys saying it's at least a two-touchdown win for the Bucks, right? That was milk.
4: That was milk. Yeah. But we were
3: up 28 You, you wrote seven. that down when
4: milk said it. No, Zip you know, it. you no. know
0: why, you know why they went for it? Because of milk's brother. That's why that happened. <laughs> that's
7: right. <laughs> that's
6: right. right. me cash it in. That it. is. That's oh, that's tip. it right there.
0: That
3: was it. That's spiking that the your, football. That's your week six wrap. up. So the oh. team we never talk right.
4: about when we're talking about uh, strong teams in the NFL is the Packers. They're, they're, oh, what
6: about, I
4: they're five and one and nobody ever talks yeah. about them. They're, and
6: how about so, Aaron Rodgers? They're, they're going to be six the, and I one too. Me. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: They're going to be six and one. All right. Look, uh, we got a tight, a tight agenda tonight. So we're going to go right into our Paul Krause takeaways. Uh, and milk, you were about to say something. So you're up.
6: <laughs> All right. Uh, my takeaway is we've last year he got hurt. Uh, so it's kind of a, a wash year but I'm really, really liking what I'm seeing from Joe Burrow. A lot of questions on whether he was going to, you know, hey, is this guy going to be the number one draft pick and all that? This guy's for real. He's got a long, long runway in the NFL. I'm loving what I'm seeing. He seems to get better every single week. Um, The the Bengals are four and two. Keep an eye. It's crazy. Well, they should be
7: five and one because they missed. Easy field goals in overtime against the yeah. Packers.
6: Yeah. Joe Burrow's very, very, very for real. And uh, he's gonna win them a Super Bowl. Whoa, wow. Not Whoa. this year. Not this year. Oh, no. a Super Bowl wow. in Cincinnati. Get that. He will out. bring oh, the will Super City. Bowl in
0: Cincinnati. No, no, no. That's like a Stanley Cup in Toronto. It doesn't happen this century. <laughs> so,
2: I, no. hey, if
6: three years ago I had told you Tom Brady would bring <laughs> the Bucks a Super Bowl, you would have laughed at me. <laughs>
0: That probably because he was
7: on the Patriots, but go ahead.
6: Pope, yeah.
0: Pope <laughs> give us your takeaway.
7: I mean, it's an obvious takeaway, but the NFC is really top heavy this year. Usually there's a lot of parody in the NFC, but I mean, you know, and I called it what three weeks ago, the, all the division winners, and they're, they're playing to exactly as we <laughs> expected them. But the NFC is top heavy. You've got four teams with one loss and you got the Cardinals and then you got the rest of the, you know, they're all going to fight it out for the wild card. But, you know, clearly Dallas, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and the Rams with one loss are going to challenge the cards. And after that, not too concerned about the NFC.
0: Uh, so a lot
3: of folks laughed at the thought that teams would be trading up in the NFL draft this year to get Mac Jones. But Mac Jones can manage an NFL game. And together with Bill Belichick, as long as Belichick stays around, Mac Jones will end up being the most complete and most accomplished quarterback of that class. He might not be the most talented, may not have the best arm, but Mac Jones can already compete well and, and he's only going to get better. I think it was a really brilliant move by the Patriots. They're going to improve. And Mac Jones is a real NFL quarterback. It was, it, we're the ones that should be laughed at for saying that that was ridiculous. That he could be drafted that high.
1: Yeah.
4: Brewster, your takeaway. My takeaway is that for everybody who said week after week, they're not yet sold on the Cardinals. You better be sold. Now they're six and zero, just like the G men. And, uh, <laughs> and
3: let's make sure we understand wow. that's not
7: the New York football
4: team. That's, oh. that's the, that's our fantasy football league. Uh, they're six and oh, good, good defense. Good defense one of the best wide receivers in the league and one of the best quarterbacks in the league, they're the real deal. And, uh, uh, you know, they've beaten some good teams. They just beat the Browns. They beat the Rams. They're a good team. That Browns was a statement game. That was big. Yep. Yep.
0: My takeaway is that, um, <clears throat> I am happier not watching football on Sundays. Uh, <laughs> I had a lovely, lovely weekend. Uh, my takeaway from, from this a little, weekend of a little football, Chardonnay, day. Is that the uh, RDV 2018 Lost Mountain is going to be an excellent vintage in a couple of years. uh, And that my time was much better spent sipping wine in Virginia and Middleburg and Virginia wine country than it was watching watching the uh, Washington football team uh, blue ball all its fans on the for the first half and then come back and play exactly how we all know they're capable of. So that's uh, that's my takeaway.
5: You know, I often go to restaurants looking for, for the Virginia wine collection. You know, right? <laughs> yes. Chris
6: <laughs> Ace will know all of them very
2: soon.
6: In hey, Canada, yeah. those are known as World Reds. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. That> was, <laughs> I have exciting it's news. It's
3: called to Cooking tell you. Wine. I have a very exciting news to tell you about the Plaxico Burris Locks of the Week. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the Lock oh, Contest. I have, I have amazing news. We're all still in first place. That's the great news. The bad news house is, is we're, possible. we're 1 in 5. Because each suppose. of us because you four <laughs> you four dipshits decide to have some fun with house, all took the bucks. Oh, I don't know about seven.
7: that. What are you talking about?
3: And the best part of that <laughs> night was watching you guys lose 800 bucks in Vegas and your goddamn lock of the week. <laughs> so that, that, you guys all took the L taking the bucks minus 7. I uh, wow. I way <laughs> underestimated the Cardinals. I thought the Browns would pull off the win there. I took the Browns. I was wrong. So we all took an L we're one and five this well, week. We're going to start with Bison. Do you have your lock of the week for week
0: number seven? I, I think so. Um, and I, and I, listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow up on what a couple people were saying here, particularly rooster. Um, I don't even know what the points are in this game, but I'm going to Cardinals. That's, that's
2: 17 and like a half. That, the
7: line is enormous. Fine. 17 and a half.
0: That's 17 and a
7: half.
3: Thank you. I love it.
6: I
4: love it. I love it. It's, they're playing I love the
6: Texans.
4: It. Double you know down. The Texans, <laughs> they'll be up 17 and a half at yeah, halftime. So you will probably
6: Rock. win the bet. you will probably win. Yeah. It. Yeah. 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 I love yeah. it. All
0: right. I'm one in five. That's the biggest line of the year. That's right. They'll cover. Why should not I try it?
3: Let's go to Mr. Undefeated Fantasy Boy. Rooster, 6-0 in Fantasyland, 1-5 and in Lockland. What's your lock <laughs> this week? <laughs> I'm
4: going with the Ravens on their march to the Super Bowl. Wow.
3: Ravens minus six. Well, I'm going to double up right there. I like the Ravens as well this week. I'm also going to take the Ravens at minus six.
2: Who are they
7: playing? Uh,
3: Pope. Pope, are you going to make it a trifecta?
7: I am. That's where yeah, I was the going. Ravens are,
3: playing, Ravens are playing the Bengals at home. And so we've got three now with Pope. Rooster and House Ravens minus six, leaving it to you. Milk.
6: Look, I'm I'm betting against the team that just lost to the Jaguars. The Dolphins are horrific, even with Tua. The Falcons are not that bad. Good offense. They're only minus two and a half. I like the Falcons <laughs> at the Dolphins.
3: All right. Um. Paul, we'll wait for you to learn one day what NFL football is about, and then maybe we'll give you a pick I, one day. I,
6: yeah, I so prefer good. football maybe.
5: with three gowns. He took the Argonauts. <laughs> he
0: took the
6: Argonauts minus seven. There
0: Listen, we go. I, I wish we could stop talking about the NFL uh, right there, and and, and I am going to want to get um, our, our uh, Canadian colleagues' uh, input on this one. But we can't just talk about the, the games played in the NFL this week. Rooster, uh, we got to address some other issues, don't we?
4: Yeah, let me let me tee this up and then we can all talk about it. I mean, this as we've been talking about week after week, this has been a great season for the NFL. Everything they could have wanted, right? Great games like the Titans-Bills game last night. Uh, we got five talented rookie quarterbacks are all playing. We've got big time performances from other young quarterbacks like Herbert and Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen and Kyler Murray. We've got all kinds of parody where teams that didn't used to be good or now good like the cowboys <laughs> just kidding
7: mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: um just but then six years good.
4: later then we get hit you know, last week with the news of these john gruden emails and i thought for sure gruden was going to be our punchable face of the week but uh you know he's he, he's for sure done as a coach and a tv analyst after his racist misogynistic and homophobic emails came to light but then, then the news just kept leaking out, and then now it's, the story is much bigger than Gruden or his email buddy, Bruce Allen. It's like, To me, the story is, um, you know, Roger Goodell is a puppet of the NFL and does nothing to uh, investigate these things. And the NFL itself absolutely covered up this entire story, which is the story of the Washington football team investigation which started in May of 2018 with a New York Times story exposing this Harvey Weinstein-esque uh, trip to, to Costa Rica, where the team brought down their biggest team sponsors and sweetholders, and then had their best-looking cheerleaders join them and took their passports from them as soon as they got there. So now these women are captives in this place in Costa Rica, And they're forced to pose topless for most of the weekend with these, you know, old white dudes, and um, serve as escorts to them, and um, you know, and you know, these are the same photographs that Bruce Allen decides from his Washington football team, uh, uh, email account to share with John Gruden, God knows who else. I mean, this is the mentality of these folks, right? And so. As you guys might remember, I know I know Bison does. Um, after this story broke, um, Dan Snyder's minority owners were up in arms and wanted him to sell the team. He refused. The he, he they decided to hire uh, uh, Beth, Beth Wilkinson's uh, law firm to do an investigation, which the NFL eventually took over, and of course the NFL covered it all up. There's no, there was no report issued. There's no release of any information other than to say it was a toxic environment. They didn't fire anyone. Bruce Allen had already been fired for other reasons. Um, They gave Dan Snyder a slap on the wrist and made him pay ten million dollars. The guy's a billionaire, and then put his. The most ridiculous thing was they put his wife in as CEO for a few months, and now Snyder's back, and in fact owns a. Bigger percentage of the team when the, than when this all started. So the NFL, you know, the, the whole the whole percentage. Yeah, yeah 100%. He's now 100 percent owner. He he bought them all out. The NFL absolutely buried the report and it gave out almost no information about this. And where the hell is you know Roger Goodell when he's supposed to be monitoring all this? So so the interesting thing is now out come all these leaks recently, and um, turns out that this Wilkinson law firm investigation. Not only included in interviews, which were definitely either recorded or there were notes taken contemporaneously, but also they collected at least 650,000 emails, um, including the nude emails that Bruce Allen shared with all his buddies. Um, nobody in their right mind thinks that Gruden and Bruce Allen are the only people with something to hide in this $650,000 emails. There's just no way, right? So the, one of the interesting questions to me is, who's behind these leaks? So far, the leaks have only targeted Gruden and Adam Scheffner for, for being such a pathetic yellow journalist that he shares his stories on the football team with Bruce Allen before he publishes them. Big deal in the big picture, right? right. Um, but somebody authorized the, sh- the leaking of these emails. Was it Roger Goodell? Because uh, the email, some of the emails from Gruden, you know, are just calling Goodell Goodell all kinds of nasty names. Was it the Raiders because they still owe Gruden, who's barely a f- above 500 in total wins? They still owe him like 66 million dollars. Uh, or was it somebody at the Wilkinson Law Firm who, uh, you know, probably signed the firm probably signed an NDL when they took the job and can't really comment. But and so there's so much nasty stuff in there they can't bear to keep it secret and they're, they're leaking it out. What do you guys think? Who do you think's leaking this information? Well, I listen. Chucky pissed off the
3: wrong person. I mean, clearly, clearly, clearly somebody was out for, for Gruden to begin with, but I mean, is it somebody from the Washington football team that doesn't want to go down with the ship alone that's leaking it? I mean, what, it's hard to figure, this is really poisoning, like you said, Rooster, what is otherwise a very exciting NFL season. If they don't get a grip on this, because the New York Times and the Washington Post are not going to let this story go. No. There's no, no way. And so, who, who
4: benefits the most from these leaking other than the football team? The Raiders. Why? See, they, get, Why the Raiders? They, they have a mediocre coach. Milk's been saying all along, he's a bad coach. And they owe him sixty-six plus million dollars, um, or it could just be revenge, right? How, I don't how know.
6: How does it benefit Washington? They still owe the money, right?
4: Not necessarily.
0: Not, not necessarily. Laws, under, right? Yeah, right. Morals clause. <laughs> but what, but what, how but, does it benefit Washington?
3: Well, because they're already taken down. I mean, it, it's not, Snyder's already in the mess that they're in. All these stories were previously out. Wouldn't he rather have the comfort? Of other stained bedfellows dealing with this. Well, also as the
4: Sean Taylor thing this week shows, he he thinks distraction works. He's like the Uh, yeah, I don't get he does.
0: I I don't I I I think that's true, and and we'll talk about the Sean Taylor thing uh, later for sure. But you know, I I think for uh, Dan Snyder, this this is a terrible development for him. He was past this. He Mm -hmm. was hit with a $10 million fine. He was turned over the day-to-day operations to his wife while he focused on a new stadium. That was his, you know, he was going to step away, focus on a new stadium deal. The longer this stays out there, the the more pressure there's on the NFL. I mean, Remember, the NFL is, you used to say that the Senate was the most exclusive club in the country, right? The, The United States Senate. But it's actually being an NFL majority owner. There's 32 of them, right? And these guys, and I think they are all guys, by the way. um, 31 of whom are white. Right. And they rally around each other because they all have the same shit in their closets. And they don't want people poking around. And they don't want to set the precedent that, you know, we're going to have thorough investigations um, because they don't want to be the next one. Um, So – You know, I I think this. I don't think this benefits Dan Snyder, and I don't think it benefits any NFL owner uh, at this point. Because, House, I think you're right. The Washington Post, the New York Times, they're going to keep digging now. They're going to keep digging because there's more there than what we've seen. Which brings up to me the
4: bigger question is, I mean, just based on history of Watergate and everything else, they are going to keep digging, and information is going to keep drip dripping out. And shouldn't the NFL get smart and get ahead of this, and re- either release the report that was never released, or release the emails? Because by the time the press gets through six hundred fifty thousand emails, you know that it's going to lose a little steam. They've got to get ahead of it. Do, or does anyone think that they're better served to continue to stonewall?
5: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in because I oh,
2: I'll
5: okay. say the the, the a NFL, Canadian a Canadian view. Yeah, the NFL is an embarrassment right now. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when a phone call, a phone message leaked of Donald Sterling with the LA Clippers, mm-hmm. he was thrown out within, what was it, two weeks? Three weeks? Whatever. It was fast. It was fast. It was fast. This is an embarrassment uh, of the NFL, Roger Goodell, of showing that it doesn't matter what you do as long as you're lining our pockets. And until what? that changes, until that changes, and they stand up to Snyder, then they have carte blanche to do whatever but, they well, want. But Sterling and, and, violated
4: two 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 rules of billionaire owners. He didn't win, and he and he wasn't making much money for his team. So Snyder, were, Snyder's
5: never won. But he, he makes money. Of, they yeah, make a that, lot of money. But is that because of Snyder? Or is that because of the NFL?
4: To well, the NFL no,
3: the
5: television contract. because of John well, Jack no.
4: Cook in the so, NFL.
2: And, yeah, and by the way,
5: Jack, Jack Cook was a Canadian. But but to that <laughs> you're not
2: wrong.
0: You're not. But you're not wrong. You know what? The, the, the thing about Snyder is for the longest time, Washington was one of the preeminent franchises, even when they weren't winning for a long time. They always had a waiting list for season tickets. They had that stadium full this year. I think they are last in the NFL. In both ticket sales and uh, and and uh, butts and seats, there's like two different statistics they keep in Washington's last. So does that come back and eventually does somebody get tired of, of this and say, you know what, this guy actually isn't making any money for us. So you know, out he goes. Uh, the they other part of the story, out. the other part of the story, though, by the way, that that we did not talk about uh, that came out last week. Was this cozy relationship between one of the NFL, the general counsel at the NFL, right, right. Uh, and, and Bruce and Allen? Bruce Allen. Um, so with this guy Jeff Pash, who was uh, the the GC at the NFL, you know, he and the, some of the emails that came out were basically showing a bromance between these two, and so uh, you know, <laughs> that's not a good look either for
4: the NFL, to the point of him on interfering in discipline against yeah. The- Uh, football team uh and 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 undoing penalties that have been imposed against the team they're
5: they're living like it's the 1940s and 50s still well well, what do i mean what do you guys think that
4: these owners are going to do what are what are they going to do about this they're going to jump in or get out ahead of it.
5: well
6: what what is the very recently who got who which owner got kicked out did the Carolina force-
0: Panthers guy, uh, no, no, Jerry, Jerry Rich- Richardson, Jerry Richardson, well, Richardson
6: right? No, no Panthers.
0: Panthers, Panthers. So what? What yeah. happened?
6: Why? Why? Why did that He's a that racist.
4: Happen? He was a, a racist, but he was also a dinosaur. I mean, it was time to his time. Right, but
6: what the fuck? What was the difference here? This is a hundred times. Why isn't Snyder forced to sell just like that guy was? Cozy.
4: We don't, that's what we don't know is why are they circling the wagons around Snyder? What does he I mean, have on these guys? There's yes, a lot. What that's the why, Snyder that's does. why I mentioned Harvey Weinstein. I think it goes that deep. I think that he has so much on some of these other owners that they're terrified
7: to turn on him.
6: It's gotta be. It's well, gotta Jer- be.
7: and you know, Jerry Jones is one of the, the more senior owners now, and he's not going to turn on Snyder. I mean, they, they all have skeletons and they're Who not knows start, what that
4: sick bastard has done. There is yeah. not going to be a certain,
7: there's just not going to be a circular firing squad in the NFL. As long as you have the same ownership. Yeah, it's true. And
4: it's, it's definitely not, really not going to happen on good watch. So I think, no, Bison, to your point, it's the right now, the only chance of affecting change is going to be the fans staying out of the stadiums and not buying the merch and making well, I, them feel I, it I, in the wallet. I want to say that I want to get the last last word on
0: this and I want to talk a little hockey. But but, you know, I did. I'm old enough. I remember all three Washington Super Bowls. And this has been particularly uh, difficult because I'm at the point where at age 45, uh, I really am ready to just give up on this team and give up my season tickets and stop rooting for them. And, you know, we, we talk about fandom and, and uh, your commitment to a team. I mean, it's been really 25, 30 years of futility. But I think the combination of the futility on the field and just complete moral, ethical bankruptcy in this organization. And and listen, you know, maybe I shouldn't be, you know, maybe, maybe it's not a finer point of mine that that. The fact that they're playing badly is influencing my decision. Maybe I should just be willing to say I'm not not willing to support this kind of behavior. But I got to tell you, I, I'm I'm broken on these guys. And it's it's as much of they're just not good people. There are not good people. And unfortunately, good people go into that organization. And for whatever reason, they make horrible, horrible choices. Uh, and so it is – I'm, I'm watching this season – with an eye towards this may be the last season that I root for the Washington football franchise, because it's, it's just not worth it at this point. It really is. And and that's from somebody who grew up as loyal and dedicated to that team as, as anybody. So. Um, well,
3: sounds sounds like we have our it. first nomination for a punchable face of the year.
6: Yeah. yeah. Just remember there's two sides of a team. There's ownership and there's players. So.
0: Yeah, that's true, and that's and that's that's the struggle, right? I mean, that is the struggle. But at some point, every time, every dollar you spend on a on a right, beer, on a hot right. dog, on a jersey, on a hat, right. all You're goes supporting the owner's,
4: owners, that owner's pocket. The, so. the good news is we have a dear friend who's shown us the way, and it's sometimes it's okay just to switch teams. I
2: hey. might do the, I might do the same. Hey.
4: <laughs> we, we you join me and become a Chargers fan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they need all it right, now. Well,
0: We'll, um, we'll, uh, you know, as as uh, as we like to hear, uh, watch this space because there's going to be, yeah. uh, oh, be more. there's going to be more here. But let's stop talking about the embarrassing NFL for a minute and turn to our North of the Border correspondent, who's going to tell us what we need to look for as we are in Week One of the NHL season. Paul, week, take week it away.
5: Two. Week Week Two now.
4: Whatever we <laughs> just
6: started. <laughs> we were gonna wait till week twelve. This is
4: yeah. a big get.
5: This is a oh, big get early for, us, really for us. the SM.
4: Paul, Could you also explain to Milk uh, who's in what division this year? Yeah,
5: I, I okay, that. but Let's you guys understand this
3: is
7: a well. It does huge, keep changing. Huge yeah. get that it we does. just
3: got Paul Miller yeah. of Canada yeah. to do our NHL. Yeah, like U.S. is gonna go crazy over this.
2: Can yeah.
5: I say one thing? I see. I see Fail in there with the drink. I mean. This is how we drink up north of the ball. You can't see oh, there. We you go. Uh, there you go right <laughs> out of the bottle. <laughs> whole bottle. I, no, I there it. we go. Anyways, uh, yeah, the season started, and and the leaves are falling off the trees, and we're gonna probably get snow in about four weeks, and uh, it Doesn't sucks. Snow isn't... every day there? No, no, no. We get <laughs> golf season's about five and a half weeks long here, so I get it. I get it as much as possible. Um, but you know what? The the season it. it the 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 team, There's some really interesting teams this year. Fuck, where's, where the hell's Nace going? gonna walks war. away. All right, so <laughs> yeah. you know during the hockey
7: preview, he's going to take you know,
5: a nap. <laughs> Vegas, listen, uh, listen, it's amazing how big a hockey fan he is when when the Capitals, you know. He was a
6: big oh, band band. Band. Bandwagon. Uh,
5: bandwagon. I, listen, I have I, tickets. I, okay, I've got tickets. tickets. You got tickets the Avi Love
7: Fest was, was really, really
5: <laughs> no, that is true. But I, you know, the, the <laughs> nights I texted with him watching game seven losses was, you know, I miss oh. those days. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we all do. <laughs> Wait a minute, how would you know about a game seven loss in the Stanley Cup?
2: <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh.
4: <laughs> All right, let's
0: go. Tell us what teams are good. What, who do we want to watch?
5: Right. Just, what's I, worth I think watching the, this year? The, the team to watch is Colorado. The, yep. The Colorado, yeah. Colorado looks incredible. Nathan McKinnon, uh, arguably the best player in the league, other than Connor McDavid. Um, the one issue with Colorado is going to be their goaltending. I don't know if Darcy Kemper is uh, is a guy that can win a Stanley Cup because you, you need you need a world-class goalie to win a cup. Um, you look at Montreal last year. Carey Price took them to the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, who's the guy in the lower right corner? Making he's like gyrating a lot. Um, oh, i just wondering he, if you're gonna, he you're wants to mention, be given attention to that. You going to mention someone's Tampa, goalie? No, no. no. Uh, I'm, on, talking about, I'm talking about this year, not last year and the year before. Oh, he's the best oh. goalie in the NHL. So. Um, so Colorado is a team to watch for, and I really think out of the East, the it's not it's not it's the Islanders. Uh, I agree with you 100. And again, uh, I got the, the Matt Barzell is uh, such an underrated superstar because he plays for long for the New York Islanders. But um, the addition of Zach Parise, even though he's not a guy that is going to give you a ton of points he's a gritty son of a gun and, and, and that's what wins you, uh, Stanley cup rounds. And to be honest, I think they have the best coaching in the NHL very has yep. taking teams year yeah. after year. Um, and one, and once cups, I mean, you would have thought after winning a cup, a team would have given him some money to stay Right? Nope. crazy but, to let him uh, go. D- does Daniel Snyder own the capitals? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You would think the um, Islanders were
4: terrible the year before Trotz came. Yep, they the are
5: team. Now the other team I'm going to tell you that I, I really think could come out this year is finally Edmonton. Uh, and it's going to come down to goaltending for that. Uh, their goaltending is empty, but I really think that uh, they added some um, real toughness in getting Zach Hyman uh, from Toronto there and, and Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are probably the two the best combination of forwards in the NHL. Uh Connor McDavid is a generational player and they've improved their defense, get their goaltending can uh withstand the season or they they trade for a, a goalie during the season, they could get to the finals. So th- those are the teams I really think yep. um are interesting this year. Pittsburgh Give us three also,
0: players. Give us three players. Three or four players that are just—if—if you—if you have a chance to watch them, you got to watch these guys. You sort—you yeah, said
5: McDavid, but who else? Yeah, McDavid. Mc, listen I just got—you know—we just got. Hey, Hartford Whalers, very good. <laughs> um, Connor McDavid's generational. Um, you know, as good as Sidney Crosby and Ovechkin are, Connor McDavid is—is uh, is at a different level in the speed that he plays the game. Um, but I would still pay to, I would always pay to see a OV play. I mean, he is as good as anybody. And and the guys with Colorado, Nathan McKinnon, um and Landis Grog, they're they're phenomenal players. I mean, that they I would pay to see them. Those are the guys to watch. Um, you know, goaltending. Uh listen, I think hockey's so unique because one player in a playoff series can win. Uh, series and that's why I, I I I'm fascinated by goalies when it comes to uh uh the playoffs and the way Carey Price played last year and who knows who it's gonna be this year. Listen if Chicago can eke into the playoffs, they've got Marc Andre Fleury and who knows how far he could take them. So I mean how, are you, uh,
4: how how's Toronto gonna do this year?
5: We're not gonna talk about Toronto. Um Toronto is uh every expert has them in the top five or six. But they haven't won a playoff series since I think 1967. So uh, uh, we're not going. We're we're not. We're almost, I'm almost like Chris Nace on this. Until they can win something, I I'm almost at the point is I don't care. I can't invest my time and my uh, emotion anymore until so, they Paul, can do something. Besides
3: besides Edmonton up north, are there any yeah. other Canadian teams that Canada can put their hopes in this year? Yeah, I
5: mean I mean Toronto is is probably top five, top six regular season team. Um, I mean, Austin Matthews is gonna, if he stays healthy, should score between fifty and sixty goals this year.
4: Aren't the I mean, Aren't the Jets supposed to be decent this year?
5: Yeah, but it's they're Winnipeg,
4: and oh. it's Winnipeg, and and oh. no one no one wants to be in Winnipeg. <laughs> they, they,
0: this they is they this is roster. as much shit talk as a Canadian does, right there. No, I'm no, just, no, that's no, it. no,
5: no. But Winnipeg's a terrible place. I mean, the players are just trying to count down the days till they get to go home for summer holidays. I mean, <laughs> Paul, we yeah. we have back to back
3: Stanley Cup champions. Like how? I'm how insulted. How are you not uttering? How are you not uttering anything about I, Tampa? I mean, I I hate everything Tampa because, other than milk. because, but, I'm, I, no,
5: because well, I think everyone. It's baffling. Tampa. It's just absolutely baffling. No, no, no. Because you know what? I don't come on here to talk about the obvious. I mean oh, there you go. Okay. Oh wow, wow. Okay, I mean they they are Milk salt exercise.
4: Look at him. You
5: know they yeah. they're, <laughs> they're, they're uh, a tremendous team. But what am I going to say about them that you don't know? They're two-time Stanley Cup defending champions. Now, I will say I will say last year yeah, you know, the way the divisions were set up, I don't think it was a true season. It's just like a straight short uh, the season.
2: Oh,
7: no. A- an asterisk, Paul.
5: Oh, yeah. <laughs> asterisk. Yeah. They, uh, yeah.
7: Their best
4: players hurt too, right, Milk? Um, yeah, Kutrav's yeah. out for
5: a while. Kutrav's out said, for a while. And, and that, I got to tell you, just to see Milk's well, reaction, that comment was worth it. I think know, <laughs> lo- they
4: lost a lot of offensive really- depth in the offense. That's two asterisks. Maybe.
5: Yeah, you know, in the year before when they played in the bubble. Now it'll be interesting to see what they do against the whole league, just like every other team. Like every right. listen, last night was the first time the Toronto Maple Leafs played an American-based team in eighteen months. Wow, it's wow. a good point. It's a good point. You know, so oh, teams—they so- only had to play six or seven teams last year until we got into the uh, conference finals.
6: We would, and if we had, we would have won fifteen more games.
3: Paul, we have a. We have an expansion team <laughs> with the Seattle Kraken this year. Is there any chance there's lightning in a bottle like Vegas Golden Knights
5: did or no, no shot with the steam? No shot. No shot. They okay. did a different they took a different approach. Though I will tell you, I think their uniforms might be I mean, their uniforms are pretty good. They're pretty good. I mean <laughs> I, I, I love, I love huh? the Kraken. So but I got a question. You. Listen, so, hockey it, uniforms are by far the best uniforms in sports. They just
0: agreed. Are. Agreed. Agreed. It, won't, it won't happen this year, and it may not happen, but do you think Ovechkin has a chance at, at setting the goal-scoring record, bre- breaking great, uh, Gretzky's record, and does it matter? Uh, he does,
5: as long as he stays healthy. Um, if he can stay healthy, I think he will break the record. Um, does it matter? No. Because Gretzky be. is still the greatest player of all time who changed the not game. Not close. Ov never... Ovi hasn't changed the game. Crosby no, but, didn't change the game. But, but nobody, created, I'm not suggesting,
0: I'm not suggesting that it, that it makes Ovi the greatest player of all time. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, does it even matter who is the, the all time greatest goal scorer? I mean, he would be the greatest goal scorer
5: if he broke no, the record. It's no, because thing. it's all di- it's different eras. So you can't, com- you can't compare different eras. I mean, it's the same thing as, you know, LeBron and Michael Jordan, right? It's you're playing at different times, different players, you know, the, the league has changed. So, I mean, when Gretzky was playing, there were 21 teams, there's 32 teams now. So, I mean, the, uh, the uh, talent pool becomes less and less and less, and it, it's a factor, right? And uh, so does it matter? It matters to the people in Washington. Oh, I think
0: that's okay. I, I hear you on that. I think, and I, a, and a, I think you're underselling that. it a little bit. I think you're underselling a little bit, but I appreciate it. If he, if he
5: played for the Leafs, then it would matter a lot.
4: Yeah. So who, so who do you th- who do you have in the Stanley Cup, and
5: who wins? I, I've got uh, the Islanders in uh, Colorado. All right, mm. but I wouldn't, you know. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Edmonton. And, I will, and listen, I, I think I, I got to we
0: got to go to uh, all the way south because, Milk. I do think you've you've earned a little bit of a, a minute here to talk about hockey. Um, you know, true two asterisk cups, but whatever. I mean, you do have the cup, and so we'll give you a minute here if you want to weigh in.
6: Yeah, I mean, I echo what Paul Miller said. The obvious. Do we really need to go over it? We have the best goalie in the, in the NHL, in Vasilevsky. Prove me wrong. Braden Point, one of the that guy is one of the best uh, NHL players you'll find out there. Um, very underrated, by the way. Nobody talks about him. And it's the same team.
5: I think they'll well, be back. Islanders would so, be very difficult.
4: Didn't you lose a bunch of guys though in the expansion draft?
5: You could only lose one. You only could have lost dead. one or two. Well, who'd well, you, well, you lose? Yeah.
4: you have three guys who are no longer on the team. One good. one good guy. Second one one free one player. Gordy. I think it was
3: Bergie, burger Berg or something. G- Gordy. G- well, yeah. no,
5: you lost you lost David Savard, and he was he was a good defenseman that you got from Columbus last year.
2: Yeah.
5: Um, but you did you did pick up Corey Perry, who's going to be an underrated addition because he is tough as nails for an old guy, he is tough, tough, tough. And Zach Bogosian came back. Um Listen, and the one thing the constant in Tampa, John Cooper. I love
2: Cooper.
5: He is uh, him and Trotz are the best coaches. Yeah. I mean, Cooper is going to be coaching Team Canada at the Olympics. There's a, that's not an easy job to get. So you've got you've got to do something right to get that job.
6: If we could only get rid of Stamkos
3: and Paul, you, you still. <laughs> You still love the Flyers as your sleeper, right?
5: Oh my God, the Flyers, if they could bring back Andre <laughs> Moustupont, Reggie Leach, uh, and the, uh, Bobby Clark and Bernie Perrant, uh, and Rick Eddie
3: Hospodar.
5: Uh, all those guys. Like a Tom Bladen, the Watson brothers. They, Dave Schultz to take oh care of God. Wilson Gary on Dornhofer, the Caps. Tom Lysiak, like, like Don Selesky. Come on,
6: it's great. Wait, wait, miles. wait, Paul. 77. Yeah.
5: Paul, players,
7: you, you, not... you you told me it was the stars were your sleeper. I I'm
5: oh, kind of offended. No, The stars are not. No, I I will tell you a, a good friend of mine is uh uh Sagan's agent, and uh he just uh he says they're they're not there yet, they're not
1: here. They're not they're not there yet. Uh
5: but you know what you never know, right? Have some
0: hope, all right. Last hope, last word on hockey, Paul is yeah. just give us a sense of how important it is in Canada that hockey's starting that's playing what you no. know how how enthused is is the country? It, what does it mean to Canada?
5: So it's it's sort of like, you know, sports in the United States is very regional, I find. you know, college football's the south. Um, you know, so it's it's like the, it's like when the masters are starting for golf fans, it's like when baseball is starting, for the diehard hockey is everything up here. Like every sport takes a back seat when your local, when your home team is in the mix, if the Leafs were in the mix and the, at the same time as, as the Raptors or the Blue Jays, it wouldn't matter. The Leafs would just get every headline. It is the biggest thing here. And um, it is, it is the equivalent to any start of the season for you guys, whatever your favorite sport is. That, that's how big it is. And, and there are people that honestly, they, you know, Saturday night is hockey night in Canada. P, I mean, you stay home and watch hockey. You stay home and you roof your team and you might, you know, you have a couple pups pops and, uh, uh, some pizza and some chicken wings and, uh, poutine? You, that's it. You have uh, poutine. You know, I'm not a poutine fan. Um, <laughs> <somebody> uh, ever, <laughs> you
4: know? When do you root for the Argonauts?
5: Uh, last time was 1983. The Argonauts used to be very, very popular until the Blue Jays got good and started competing for the pennant. And then the city said, oh, we got to be more like Americans. And that's when CFL started dying out.
6: I never knew that Saturdays were uh, hockey night and in Canada. I thought you just stayed inside because it was too cold to go out. Oh, hell no.
5: Hell no. Hockey nine like the longest running sports TV show yep. in North American history.
0: All right. Stay on here. Thanks for coming. We appreciate it. It's always good to get a, a different viewpoint. Uh, we will be covering hockey. We will try and, and uh, remember that the Leafs have not uh, won a cup in the, in, in the last 20 years, 50 um, years and try, don't try forget, not to get hey, that don't wrong.
5: Don't forget Olympic hockey this year. Olympic yeah, hockey. so we maybe, oh, maybe we right. get you to
0: come back. We'll get you yeah. to come back for a preview of the Olympic hockey. All right, All right we got to do a little bit of a speed round because there's a couple more stories we want to get through here. Um, you know, we're 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 going to do this on the quick milk. Uh, there's at least one college football story that we have to flag and, and discuss. Can you give us a little bit on that?
6: Yeah, uh, this unfortunately is kind of a a big negative story. It involves. Washington State's football program, head coach Nick Rolovich, if you haven't heard by now, was fired yesterday uh, for not uh, adhering to, I guess it's the state mandate, right? Vaccine mandate for all state employees. For
0: state employees, yeah. State, state school. employees.
6: Uh, it's, it's the state that he's known about for, I think, several months now. Uh, and he and four assistants, high up assistants, by the way, like their entire coaching staff was fired yesterday, basically, um, kind of very sad story. I feel terrible for the players, uh, and, and just weird. The guy has been very secretive about this whole thing. He's never told anybody why he's not getting vaccinated. And this goes back to like the, the PAC 12 media days back in August you know, he's been, been peppered on this every week for, for two months, knowing that he was going to get fired on October 19th for not being vaccinated. Uh, and he chose not to. And he's, and it's a really a sad story because Washington state is a team on the rise. They won like three games, four games in a row after kind of a crappy start. And now they're just left with nothing, no coach, no head coach, no assistance. They've, they've, you know their defensive coordinator is now the head coach, uh, but real, uh, real unfortunate situation there. And you know, appreciate y'all's thoughts on on the whole situation and and what you think. But look, you know, the mandate was the mandate, and he knew it and didn't adhere to it, and he got fired. And it, it's, it's the
0: you know. highest paid state employee. Yeah, at three point two million a year, which that's rules. a whole different conversation, right?
6: Rules are rules, rules. and rules he's gone. Go coach a private
4: school. Yeah. Well, how about, how about this? How about if you're going to take that position, have the courage of your convictions and tell everyone in advance so they can plan for your replacement and not fuck your, your players who I are agree. relying on you to be their head coach.
6: Yeah. And a he, coward. he just kept saying, I'd like to keep my reasoning to myself, but I mean, what the hell? But I,
4: but I, I will say in in his, in
6: his
0: defense, at least he has not been um, a true like like anti vaxxer preaching that vaccines are bad and terrible and the government shouldn't shouldn't tell you what to do. That he hasn't had that view. He's been fairly uh, level-headed in, in just saying, you know, listen, this is my choice. Anybody who thinks they should get the vaccine should go out and get it. I would encourage you to do. It. I mean, he has not um, uh, blow torched his way through this. It just Uh, it it more doesn't really make any sense as to why he's why he did this. Um, So it's 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 weird. I think it's a weird
6: situation. That's fine. But if you know you're going to get fired for two months, like either resign early, like resign in the summer or. Did he think he would get an exception? I don't know. I mean, he did try to get some sort of exemption. Yeah, give the
4: school a chance to transition.
6: Yeah, just to leave the kids like that. I mean, he could. I mean, what if the kids told him,
4: you know what, it's my choice to show up for practice? I think not. Yeah. And I'm guessing
3: all those kids were required to be vaccinated. Yeah.
4: Rules are rules.
2: Right. Yeah. Rules rules are rules. He
4: could have also uh, hit up Evander Kane's.
7: Inside,
2: man, got himself <laughs> oh my a fake God. vaccine card. What that was an
4: idiot. That's, that's right. Not, one.
0: Yeah, that's
7: right. I mean, Last we're not going to punch not, him, s- but what an idiot. Fake would, vaccine yeah. card?
6: Yeah, that was terrible. I'm not saying to check out the line in the Washington State game this weekend, <laughs> but I'm not saying not to do it either. All right.
4: Hey, yeah, that didn't, work with, didn't Pope, work with the Raiders. Didn't work with the Raiders.
6: Hope give us a that's quick – That's true. Uh, it, could,
0: it could win. Hope give us a little Major League Baseball postseason update.
7: Well, when we last left the pod, it looked like the Giants were going to take care of the Dodgers. They were up two to one. And, you know, they lost in that amazing game five uh, check swing that wasn't um, according to the ump, and, you know, 107 wins, best team in baseball. And they're gone. So what we're left with is the ALCS is Boston and Houston. Um, the, you know, Yankee fans are rooting hard, hard for the, for the ask for the Red Sox over the Astros. Cause the Astros are such cheaters. Damn and right.
4: So is the whole country.
7: Yeah. I was watching morning yeah. Joe this morning and Willie Geis is like the entire Yankee fandom is in favor of Boston until the end of the ALCS. And then not so much.
4: Then we come national league team. Fans. Yeah, exactly.
7: Yeah. But Boston, look, three grand slams in the last two games—never been done before. Back-to-back innings in Game Two, uh, they are seizing control. They go for the jugular to go up three-one today, um, making a difference, I think. And uh, both both uh, leagues is having a home field. Uh, last year, you know, they were playing in in Arlington or some other neutral site, but uh, the, the crowd at Fenway is just nuts, and it definitely adds to the to the help. Uh, as far as the Sox go, same thing going on in, in the National League. The, the Braves dispatch the Brewers going up against the hated Dodgers. Uh, the Braves, <laughs> once again, just like two years last year, go up 2-0. Uh, and now they're at home. Um, the Dodgers at home, and I'm watching, you know, real time, and the Dodgers are up 2-0 in the bottom of the first. So it looks like... Uh, Dodgers will fight back. I think they win today. It looks like we might be going six or seven in the NLCS, but the Braves are going to be tough to dispatch and they get home field because the Dodgers are the wild card. Imagine that 106 wins and they do not have home field in the the NLCS. So anyway, I think, you know, next week we'll know what we're looking for for the world series. But right now, if you're a betting man, I would say it's Boston and uh, Atlanta going to the world series. Oh, who's the, who's
4: the closer? Oh, for there's the a lot of baseball left. There's who's a lot of closer baseball. for the Brewers. Who's supposed to be the best closer. Oh, so he comes in yeah. in the eighth inning and his clothes looks like he's going to close down the Braves strikes out the first two guys on and starts both of them out with a slider and Freddie Freeman comes up to bat and he mm-hmm. is so smart. He's like, this guy's starting everybody out with a slider and just drills it over the wall. I I mean, he, I have to give him credit. He is a really
7: smart player, but he's having some issues in the NLCS.
4: Yeah, well, good. He, but he knew that pitch was coming.
0: Good, good baseball update. Just like I've been saying all along, all season from the very beginning, the San Francisco Giants will not win the World Series. No, because there's nobody now, on your team. You got a special, uh, a special two minutes here. You want to, you want to get through.
7: I, I just. Well, that's enough on the that. Eagles. So, all right, okay. all right. <laughs> Good. Moving on. You Got anybody to punch?
3: Listen, I hope <laughs> I hope that you guys will reserve for me when we get to episode eighty six that we'll give a shout out to Zach Ertz because um, there are few Philadelphia athletes that understood and understand the city of Philadelphia the way Zach Ertz did. Nine year player with the team, uh, second most receptions in team history, just behind Hall of Famer. Recall- uh, Harold Carmichael. Um, he had the the game-winning touchdown in Super Bowl 52 that gave the Eagles a 38-33 lead over the Patriots. He'll forever be loved by the city, but I think what a lot of people don't know about Zach, Hurt, Zach Ertz, him and his his wife Julie, who's a soccer superstar on the UN's, U.S. Women's National Team, what they do for the city, <clears throat> uh, they have something called the Ertz Family Foundation, which is well-known within Philadelphia. Um, Philadelphia will always be home to Zach Ertz because of that family foundation. They have started the fundraising for something called the House of Hope, which is in North Philadelphia, which is intended to give three to 500 kids um, who are underprivileged and don't have a place to go, oftentimes after school or on weekends, Wi-Fi, help them with food insecurity, computers, even college planning Zach Ertz has given $100,000 towards the $1.2 million. The uh, Zach Ertz Family Foundation has given another $100,000. He's just a great, great guy. He's a great guy in the community. I know that there are a lot of Philadelphia players that come back to Philadelphia and will end up getting booed for whatever reason just because we're Boorish fans. Zach Ertz will never pay for another meal in Philadelphia. He will forever be adored. And if the Eagles don't make the playoffs this year, which is unlikely – that they will make the playoffs. There will be a lot of people rooting for Zach Ertz and the Arizona Cardinals to get some more uh, rings on his hand. Good one. Cheers Good. to Zach
4: Ertz.
6: Cheers and you Zach know what Ertz. the best ending was for Zach Ertz? He got a touchdown against Tampa. Against the-
4: yes. You know it. I think he's still the best tight end on the team.
5: Did you know Simmons, Ben Simmons was removed, removed from practice suspended one game today?
3: Yes, in the U.S., oh, yeah. we hear that. In the U.S., we hear that about eight hours earlier. Did you also <laughs> that was... know that U.S. landed a man on the moon, Paul Miller? Yeah.
5: Did you Sorry, get that but... by the
7: Titanic sunk? Did all you get right. that? Did, did you get that by Pony Express? <laughs>
4: um, did you Did you see I, I gotta, the video of his it. practice? He had his cell phone in his I pants pocket.
3: I, I was, right. I was, I was Have we punched day, him in the so face
2: so yet? Yeah, last
4: week.
3: Last week we did. Uh, all, all right. right so
0: we got. We got to do. Speaking of punchable face, it's that time.
7: Come on man. And with the local DBC news, Ellen Poole
0: with the triumphant comeback. For
7: But tonight, don't call it a comeback. Not too Mama said me too
0: out. I'm gonna not too out. Mama said not- And we're going to do two quick ones here related, although I I have to admit I did not think that this was going to be a close call this week. First of all, um Once again, we talked about him a lot, but once again, the Washington football team and Dan Snyder, they're getting punched in the face this week because when all this bad news was coming out all week, they decided apparently along the way that, you know, like, like Rooster said at the beginning, Snyder likes distraction. So what does he do? He decides on Tuesday, at least it comes out on Tuesday, that at Sunday's game, they will retire the jersey of Sean Taylor. Now, Sean Taylor Everybody knows who he is, but it's really hard to articulate what he means to Washington, D.C. He is um, in a long list of great uh, Redskins. I'm going to say it, Redskins. Um, he really is is kind of a occupies a unique space because of how short his career was cut. He was, of course, murdered in his home uh, after about four years in the NFL. And really, you listen to NFL safeties talk about him today. He changed the position. He was really one of the greatest and and would have had a Hall of Fame career. Um, But Dan Snyder decides to use Sean Taylor's jersey retirement as a distraction from his bad press. And and then he comes out and says, well, we've been planning this for months until, you know, the media decides to interview Sean Taylor's father, who says, I just found out this week, too. So Dan Snyder, you're, you're getting punched. Washington football team, everybody involved in this decision, you get punched. Oh, make it Let's even not worse. forget
3: he tried to sell
0: towels. That's right. Sell he, towels. He, he sold towels. Ta- yeah, he got 10,000 towels with number 21 on them and said, hey, if you're not one of the first 10,000, you can buy one for $21. So, <laughs> oh, that's nice. But then to, to, to add a last punchable face of the week, then during the game, Patrick Mahomes' brother, and I don't <laughs> even know who this guy is. Jackson he needs Mahomes, to be punched. Who, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure who he is, what he is. He's probably like a TikTok, but apparently
4: he's a TikTok he, personality. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so he gets to be on the sideline, and he decides that it's a good idea to post a TikTok video of him dancing on the number 21 on the field. <laughs> he's inside the ropes surrounding it, and he's in there dancing on the guys. Fucking grave, basically.
4: How did he not uh, get punched during the act? I, now,
0: Whoosh
7: Now bag. he's come there out. There other people were standing inside and there.
0: said that he was told to stand there. That that's where they put people. Look, even if you were told to put there, you don't need to post your dancing on it on on TikTok. If you were told to stand there by team officials, well, let's just go back and punch them again. It's yeah, a it was a fucking T. regular told- brawl. <laughs> It's yeah, dance dance to, its just a massive fucking brawl in Washington this week. Everybody gets punched in the face, though. That—that's—that's that, your <laughs> that's punchable cool. faces of the week. Boom. It's a fucking mess. That's all.
3: <laughs> Five minutes for roughing from Paul Miller.
0: Yeah. I gotta that's go. Right. I got go. All right, guys. Good <laughs> episode. Right. Good episode. Uh, Paul, great
4: to have, for have you, you
1: Paul. We'll great to back. have you, Paul. Good, good seeing <laughs> you.